In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we share a listener's attempt at changing to a PETA-friendly common saying, Bill gets a case of the shites, and we dip into the co-video mailbag and hear from Alan in Baltimore who asks, how do I deal with my disorganized sales manager? Hey, back at the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast. We are new in 2019. Happy New Year to you, Brian Neal. Happy New Year, Bill Kasky. Yeah, it's great to, great to have you on the show today, Brian. Back in the groove. Back well, in the hope, groove. I hope Day you one had back. a great holiday, and I hope all of our <laughs> listeners did. We've, um, we've been kind of off here for the last couple of weeks, so we are back at it today, and we've got a series of shows over the next few weeks that I think you're going to like because they feature you, mm-hmm. our listeners. Yep. And back at the very beginning of December, we asked you to send us uh, voice memos on questions, comments, things that you were struggling with, and we got a lot of them, so we're going to be playing those. So if you haven't heard from us, just be patient, and over the next few weeks, you will hear your question on the air. Everybody's done a really good job with your audio quality. Very impressed with those. It's really so much it's better. really great. Yeah. So those of you who are... The shaming is working. It's, it's done, right? So you know that it's got to be really good audio quality for it to make it on the show, and everyone that we've gotten so far has. By the way, we forgot to mention, we are on the road. Uh, we've always... You've heard us talk about this all the time. Come see us. If you send us an email, listener at com. put come see us in the subject line. We've got about, uh, I think, seven of those events that we're rolling through all over the place and we're either we're either booked or about to book and so if you want to do that shoot us an email listener advanced selling podcast.com but come see us and bill and i will talk you through the programs how that looks to uh come to your sales meeting your offsite, your product launch whatever that is and give your sales team a show it'll be good a good show that you can a useful show not just like an entertaining show yep going to uh chicago in february it's great always nice and warm and charlotte uh here in a few weeks yeah yeah looking forward to that we're debating on a boston indianapolis Somewhere else in between, deal too. Mm-hmm. And what I'm praying for more than anything, though, is San Diego. Oh, that yeah. one's on the docket. San yeah. Diego's on the docket. That's so great. We'll see. You know, you mentioned the uh, audio thing, and I know it's kind of a running joke that I am, I am uh, kind of the audio, not the guru because I'm not, but just I'm a stickler. And I, I don't know what email this is, this Facebook group that I, I belong to somehow. And did you know that Axel Grell has left Sennheiser? I don't know who all those people are. <laughs> Well, Sennheiser is the big microphone audio, kind of pro audio company. You see their stuff all over. And uh, this guy asked this this guy, this other guy, he said, oh, he says, what do you use for your equipment? You're either going to regret asking or be amazed. Now, right there, when you you say that, you probably, yeah, you probably uh, need to I'm either going to win or lose. (laughs) So here it is. And I want to see if you... If you think this sounds like me. Okay. I have a Mac Mini that feeds a shit eider <laughs> via, swear to God, C-H-I-I-T. <laughs> Is that shite? We'll C-H-I-I-T. That feeds a Etter USB, which feeds a shit Goongear multi-bit <laughs> DAC, which feeds a shit Saga preamp. No, I'm sorry. This is S-C-H-I-I-T. Preamp. Um, running in passive mode, which feeds a mini DSP DDRC24, which does crossover and room correction, which feeds a 20... 20- a 21. Legitimate guy's email? Yeah. Oh DIY chip amp, which feeds either a <laughs> pair of Foxster or Sigma drivers in a sealed DIY hmm. enclosure or a pair of facial triax shit horns. <laughs> anyway, I'm only halfway through it, aren't I? I'm only halfway through it. Travis is fact checking. Oh, oh my God. God. It's like, that is funny. You, 
You should. So, he should have known, though. The other guy should have known when he said. The other guy said, "You might be sorry. Might you be asked. sorry you <laughs> asked, but here it goes." Oh my god, that was funny. So, so what is that? Just like a big, a bunch of stuff. L- yeah, it's it's name strung brand. together. Yeah, okay. strung together. But right. if you have to string stuff together, you Not don't have good. the right equipment. Dude. Not good. <laughs> no, me think you know. So. Oh man. So here is a uh, a couple weeks ago. Brian brought up a very funny CNN story on killing two birds with one scone. Actually, it was a PETA, a PETA, a PETA, a PETA plea, plea, a PETA not plea to, to use stop animals. using yeah. Yeah, animals in sayings because it is disrespectful, it, uh, not inhumane. What would you say? It's uh, condescending to animals. It's even worse than that. No, it's, uh, it encourages violence. Yeah, it encourages violence against animals. Yeah. Anyway. So we came up with one that was kill two birds with one stone. You said, was that one that they yeah, had one, yeah, called they said, out and said, that's not a good one? No, what they, they say instead, what they said for the replacement is you say, feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> scone. Because the, the birds that I feed... Love scones. <laughs> yeah, the chocolate like, chip yeah, scones. Yeah, the, the, orange, the orange scone yeah, from Starbucks. Panera, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, is uh, the spatsies that are in my backyard just love that. <laughs> they just love it. <laughs> so we uh, made a challenge uh, to our listeners is saying, look, you need to use, stop using killing two birds with one stone. Find a way to say feed p- two birds with one stone. And this is what we got. Okay, so this guy wanted to drive up really far to meet me, and there's an event in the area that I knew that he was going to be at. So I said, hey, how about we kill two birds with one stone? And then I said, hey, actually, I heard another way to say it this morning. We could feed two birds with one scone. And I started laughing, hysterically kind of. And he just kind of went, <laughs> And I was like, hey, I thought it was really funny. So that's what actually happens. You had to be there. I think it was one that's of those great, you had to though. be there. And yeah. who is that? Our listener? His name is Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Markovich. Hey, no, thanks, first of all, Jeff. thanks for thanks yeah. for doing it. That was fantastic. And uh, second, thanks for sending us the video. And I love when people try stuff like that and just do it. And I also love when the people look at you like you got three heads, like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> No contact. So kudos to Jeff. Thanks, right. Jeff. And uh, so we also got some uh, emails and some questions and voice memos. So we're going to play one of those. It's a really good question from Alan in Baltimore. So let's let that rip. It's time for the Co-Video Mailbag, where Bill and Brian do their best to answer your questions or make something up that sounds good. Hi, Brian and Bill. My name's Alan. I am a long-term listener and a sales rep in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. region. A little bit about my situation is uh, I consider myself a very organized sales rep. I plan on Sunday nights. I block off time on my calendar to complete large tasks. I pretty much do everything you guys and all the sales books out there say to do about prepping for the week and being organized. My manager, on the other hand really lacks organization skills. Uh, Many times he will spring fire drills on us. Uh, We'll get texts during the weeknights saying that something is due at 7 or 8 a.m. the next morning, and it's really throwing off my scheduling and my, I get prepping for the week because I now have to attend to these fire drills he puts on us. So my question is, Uh, I guess it's two questions. The first one would be if you had any general advice for sales reps in my situation. And the second question would be, how can you recommend I structure the conversation with my manager about bringing this situation up? 
really appreciate all that you guys do, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Do you want to know how to send powerful video emails? For your free trial, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com forward slash covideo and send us your toughest questions to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Uh, excellent question, Alan. Great audio quality. I, I could tell when he started talking that he's a detail-oriented plan person. Couldn't you? I, I got to hear his that. voice. I don't know. I, I just could. I actually have a client that is the same way, and they have the same kind of voice and uh, tenor to their voice. Is that right? Tenor? tenor. What is tenor? Like how a tenor and the tempo, vibe to tenor? it? Yeah, I don't know. You're the music guy. Tenor is like a bass. Yeah. yeah. Tenor. Anyway, yeah, uh, he seems like a very methodical dude. Very, and and he said that in his uh, in his voicemail. So, uh, what would you do? And so maybe what we do is yeah. we think about this not just from a like Alan said, he doesn't do things the way I want with this one specific thing. Like yes, yeah. the whole text night before that sounds awful. That's that's just not right. But but I think we need to pull focus a little bit and say, yeah. well, what do we? How do we handle it when our leader or manager does anything different than the way Correct. we would do it? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the trick here. So if you, cause you could be flipped around, could be that, uh, your leader is organized that's and detailed, usually right? More, usually more yeah, so. Yeah, and you're yeah. kind of disorganized. You kind of like to like, you're more of art than science kind of person. Yeah. So either way that this topic here is how do we deal with our manager when we have two different styles? Yeah. That's the topic. What do we do with that? All right. I've got three, th- I've got two things on what you do as the salesperson and one thing on how to have the conversation. Uh, I had two, two and one as well. Let me right. start because this is not really a thing necessarily or a tactic. It's more of a realization that aren't we doing this with clients all day long and with mm. prospects? I mean, we're constantly running into people in our world that don't see the world the same way we do. They don't. Their style is different. They're methodical. We're we wing it, vice versa. So I think we're we're dealing with this every day in in the sales world. Are we yes. not? Every day, I think, and even outside the sales world, yeah, all day, every day, yeah, could be your siblings, could be your mom or your dad, could be your friend, could be someone you coach little league with, salespeople. So, I mean, every all day. So all I'm not, day, all I'm day. not finding fault with Alan's question. I'm wondering because I had the same reaction. It's like, well, that doesn't seem fair. Why is it when it's our manager though, we it feels different? Because yes. I think it does. Yes. Why is that? I think because you feel you feel um, somewhat trapped. Like you can't go anywhere. You're sort of stuck. You're the victim of your circumstance because they're your manager. Like, well, there's nothing I can do. You're hostage hostage to it. And that's the pull focus part for me. In fact, my, my first thing to think about, and I think this is just a good life deal. I wrote down the word, a belief change first. And then I wrote down the word humility and let others be them. You be you, let them be them. Mm and see the fact that there are more than one way to, there's a lot of different ways to do something. There, there, it doesn't all have to be the way that you want them to do. Cause you know, I've, I've doing some own, my, my own work personally on this and thinking, you know, if I've run around my life wanting other people to do what I want them to do, that's a very selfish way to live. Mm-hmm. And when you sort of let that go and go, Oh, okay, you know what? You can be that way and that's okay. And I can be my way too. It's not like you give yourself up to do that. That's the trick. Right. right. And so that's my first uh, bit of advice for Alan it's Alan, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, for Alan here is to let you be and, and just see that there is a different way to do something. And that's okay. It's okay. Because I'm, I, I guarantee you on the other side of that, he's thinking the same thing. 
like, gosh, Alan is so, you know, he's, he's so, so meticulous. He's oh, my up. gosh. He's such a pal. Gosh, he's so deep. Take your tie off. I, 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 I bet you, too. Alan, now, so I feel like we're not throwing Alan under the bus here, Absolutely but just what happens. Not. On the other side of that, meticulous people sometimes will want to know everything before they do anything. And if you're their manager, like, dude, I, you don't have to know all the answers. Just go. I bet if we interviewed Alan's boss, we might hear something mm-hmm. similar to that. Mm-hmm. So that's my first one. Let you be yeah. you, or you be you. Let them be them. That's good. Second thing is... Uh, I think you know the MO now, Alan, so you've just got to plan for it. Yeah. And I know you, it's hard oh, to plan really for, you know, if you don't know Tuesday night if he's going to text you. Uh, is it a he or she? Is it he? Who? Uh, the, Alan? Alan's boss. Oh, don't well, know. I, I could tell Alan was I'm he. guessing well, Alan's a man. you talked about the tenor thing, and <laughs> I wasn't sure. I think you just have to have expectation that sometime during the week you're going to get thrown a curveball. Yes. You've got to be prepared for it and and not get emotional. And I think what what happens sometimes is when we get those curveballs, we blame the pitcher. Yep. And the fact is, it just it came, and it's a curveball, and we've just got to deal with it. We've got to hit it as best we can or deal with it. And you just have to expect that, he sees the world differently than you. That's great. And now you're not emotional because the worst thing is then you carry that with you for the rest of the day. It's like, well, I would have had a better day, but I had to do this. this now you're emotionally um, an emotional hostage. Yes, you. for sure. Uh, and I love what Bill said. So I'm going to give you mine. I think it's the same thing, but Bill made it better when he said to play, cause we're playing to Alan's strengths here, which is to plan. So what's weird about this. So I wrote down, be flexible. Here's the, the thing I want you to, to practice. Alan is improv is a skill. If you pay attention or if you've ever been in an improv class, I took an acting class in college and improv was my thing. My acting coach said, you're, you're great at improv. It's so naturally. What I learned, though, is improv is something that you practice. Absolutely. So if you go to, if you watch Whose Line Is It Anyway, one of my favorite shows on TV with Wayne Brady, it's just a brilliant show. If you study improv, improv is a practiced, learned um, process. And so I would even encourage Alan to look that up. It sounds kind of corny, like, why would I go to an improv class? But it's a great skill to learn. Yeah. Because just what Bill said, and you can then plan for the the magic part, the the unexpected, right? Because what you're doing is you're expecting everything to be expected. And then when it's not, you don't know what to do. So you need to plan for what to do when it is unexpected. Mm -hmm. We do this on the football field, and I just came from Baltimore yesterday that we plan and plan and plan and we watch videos and we plan and we talk and we analyze and then then they kick the ball off we have no idea what's coming none no idea what's coming but we're planned for not knowing based on all the other stuff yeah so i would encourage you i I wrote down here be be 15 percent flexible alan be 15 Mm percent flexible 85 percent you that bleeds you into the other category and take a class on that it's a skill to learn yeah it's good uh let's get to what he should do uh Next, my recommendation is I think you've got to show up in your manager's office and have and set up a meeting with them, obviously, and and let them know what you're going to be talking about before you get there. So yeah. uh, rather than just showing up, because it, it can feel, it could feel if you get emotional about it, it could feel like you resent that a little bit, and I yeah. don't think that's a positive, healthy emotion. So I think you just say, need to say, look, I'd like to chat with you. I know the last couple of weeks you might have sensed that I was frustrated when I got your text and I've got this planned out. I've been really working over the last three or four months to plan out my days and my weeks and my months because I want to be as productive as I can for you and yes. for me and for the company and for my customers. And so I've really uh, been trying to get more adept and competent at the planning phase because I think it really helps me. So I need some help from you on when I get something and I'm all planned out and you ask me for something that needs to be 
delivered in two hours, how I deal with that because yeah. uh, I don't want to feel resentful about it. And I find myself feeling resentful sometimes. That's great. Just be, just be as brutally honest as you can uh, within reason. I mean, you know, but if that's you, how I would do it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I wrote down too, I wrote down this idea of like this build massive amounts of context around this to hold them safe. Yeah. It's really critical when you're going into this. And the way you do that is you, you own your side of it, which is what exactly what Bill's saying to say, I'm working on, we just gave you the last tip, working on being more flexible and just acknowledge that you're doing that. Tell your boss, I'm trying to work on this. This is a skill because it throws me off. I'm just telling you that it does. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to build resentment. That's why I'm cleaning the air here because I just can't deal with that. And uh, I really want to learn to be better at this. Then I also want you to be okay being really specific, asking for what you need from your boss. So what that means is you might say, so what I, what I would like from you, Bill, and Bill is my boss and he can say no to this, is um, if, if, if you drop a text to us at 7 p.m. and I've got something planned out for the morning and you need it by 8, that you're okay giving me a little wiggle room on that if I've got something planned. I'll be very direct with you and tell you that I do, yeah. but I, I'd like a little bit of a, yeah. you know, yeah. some wiggle room there from yeah. you. Is that okay to ask for? All right, so just be real clear on what you, what you ask for. He may say no. He may say, no, at least you've asked for it then. That'll keep you again from holding the resentment. Don't expect him to change. You'd be the one to change. I find you, when you do this, you know what happens? I think this happens a lot. The other guy opens up and yeah. says, oh, you yeah. know what? I know yeah. that. I need to get better. I need to get more yeah. like he, you. He needs to. He'll, we'll see, yeah. Or he says, you know what? I'm just t- passing it on from my manager, my VP of totally. sales, and I'm just passing it on to you guys. And he's not going to change. I got news for you here, Brian. He's not going to change. Okay. If, if the boss, if the boss man, <laughs> hey, boss, if he says no, I think you have a bigger problem Agree. here. And I think it's not, it's not a good thing to say, well, he is my boss. He is the owner of the company, so I guess I'll just have to live with it. No, you really don't have to live with that. Mm-hmm. Unemployment's 3.2%. Everybody's looking for great salespeople. If you're a podcast listener, you obviously are a, great, a good salesperson or a great one. You should be able to go anywhere. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to play that out as a bigger problem than it is, but if you get no, I'm not going to change my ways, and I don't really care if you plan or not. You will do what I say. you got to find something else. I would agree totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Now's the time to do that, Now's too, Now's the, the time way. to do that. For yeah. sure. Okay, once again, if you have a retreat, a sales meeting, an event coming up, and you want to talk to Brian or I or both about coming out, make sure you send us an email at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. One of us will get back with you pronto. We have had some email difficulties over the past few months, and I thought we'd squared them away, and then again today we found that we didn't. So um, if you have sent us something and you haven't received anything back, send it again. And we'll jump on it as quickly as we can. Yes, please. See you next time. Bye. Bye.